Welcome back to the podcast. It's Classroom Brew for this one guy. Well, it's always Classroom Brew for that matter. But you know what I mean. I'm just trying to make sure we, we're, we're covering our bases. Uh, if you are new to the show, welcome to it. If you are returning to the show, thank you so much for listening in every single, well, whenever you listen. I don't know if it's every single week. It is what it is. Um, make sure you can uh, listen wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you download them or I don't know, stream it, whatever it is for podcasts. But you can also, if you want some bonus content, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash classroom brew. Now, one thing to note, with all the stuff going on in Ukraine, I've talked a little bit about what's going on in my classroom with the the kids and doing current events for Ukraine. Um, By the way, noticing that a lot of people only care about Ukraine because it's mostly white people. But anyway, separate thing. But um, I feel like (laughs) everyone that's sending their... I feel like everyone that's sending their their selfies at the gas pump is just trying to virtue signal. You know, <laughs> like you could just fill up for the extra fifteen to twenty five bucks. You don't have to let us know that. You know, I mean, it's nice that people are doing that and they're showing more support for Ukraine and all. But I feel like it's just a big uh, easy win for everybody. Also, I don't want to see you at the gas pump at four thirty in the afternoon or whatever. There's been this crazy thing, by the way. This is completely unrelated. Not really. Well, unrelated to the podcast, but. At work, people were talking about this thing that they're doing in the city of Chicago with like free gas, which you can imagine obviously is going to cause some major issues when it comes time for um, going to work or, or spending less than 18 hours waiting for gas. But I thought that was kind of interesting that that's a thing. I don't really know what the, the background uh, context is for that, but basically gas. <laughs> they're doing that, that um, free gas thing, and I don't know how that's going. Uh, we had this lovely, lovely, I say that because I wasn't a part of it, we had this lovely talent show thing that happened at the school like a week ago, two weeks ago, I guess, by the time the episode comes out. And there goes Marty going over. Crazy. Going crazy just for hearing neighbors. I don't know if he's... But to be honest, I don't know if he's gonna his bark will get above the noise floor that I have to put in post production because he can be sometimes a little bit a little bit grumpy with the neighbors. Yeah, I know, bud. It's all good. But what was I saying? Oh yeah. The uh the talent show, and I guess the main talent was how to make all the adults in the building comfortable. At least the adults with boundaries. <laughs> and I say that because it's just like a bunch of genuine songs, you know? So, like, literally, you know, picture you're just dead asleep on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're asleep. You know, I'm just kidding. You're chilling, waiting, and it's Friday afternoon, and your classes are all done, and you decide, you know what, I'll go check out part of the, the talent show. You do this against all of your instincts, telling you don't check out the talent show, because all week during the rehearsals that you heard during lunch, also during class time, who the fuck cares at this point? Uh, but during those rehearsals, you just kept hearing like genuine songs, like like super hard bass and shit. Uh, I don't want to actually play some genuine stuff, but if there were smoke machines and fog machines and also the threat of feeling uncomfortable 24-7, those for sure would be part of the talent show. So it's like, who's, who screened these, by the way? The songs might not have had like profanity and shit in it, but like if it's talking about like, taking you all night long hey use some inference are we being are we being intentionally obtuse 
Or is this is this a greater is this a character a bigger problem that we need to discuss at a later date? And there goes Marty again. But yeah, that was the talent show. I was talking about it with Joe and he was saying I used to call him the talentless show. That was kind of fun. Um but yeah. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. I'm, I'm glad I didn't I was not connected to it in any way because it was a bit of a nightmare for myself. <laughs> but uh yeah, the genuine songs and and all the dances that accompany that and a few TikTok dances that uh no comment on that. No comment on the TikTok dances at the talent show, but also no comment on just the the dancing that I think I was in there for maybe two minutes, and a minute thirty of that was was transitioned from one act to the next. I guess it was all dancing. That's all people did. Some of the kids were kind of bitter about it. Like, how's my dancing? My, how's my TikTok dance different than the next TikTok dance that's going to go before or after? And I'm like, you got me. There's no difference. They're all the same. It is what it is. But that was the uh, that was the talent show. Hey, Marty, can you not? He's sniffing around. There's no food in here, buddy. It's the studio. If you could not mess with the the cords and cables, that would be dope. Ugh. what a terrible co-host he is. But well, hey, um, I think this is a this is a good opportunity because we've actually we've got a hero, a hero of the week with this one. So I don't know if you've seen that. Well, I don't know how else to express my my excitement, but I think we should just, just dump, jump right into our comment hero of the week. Welcome to the comment hero of the week. When someone's being an ass in the comment section, but they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. What's going on is you failed fucking social studies. Or when you see someone call that person out, they are our comment hero of the week. Even though some heroes do call out those idiots, remember, don't call out a comment hero in the comment section. You can't fix them, and you can't fix stupid. All right, so first off, let me start by saying that this is, first off, a genuine hero. I don't know if anyone saw this on ABC News, but essentially, there was a kid choking and a substitute teacher, and I'll admit that the subs, the sub-teachers that we talk about on this podcast over the last few years they, they catch a lot of flack. But in this case, I, I got to tip my hat. I really got to tip my hat to them because this is, this is a, an Illinois, Illinois, shout out Illinois. We're in Chicago if you didn't know that. But this is an Illinois substitute teacher that saved, <laughs> saved a student from choking on hot dogs. I'm not laughing because the student was choking. I'm laughing because of the corn dog element. But watch out, Marty. No, no, no. Uh, I'm laughing because it's a corn dog because of course it was. Um, so I, I guess we could play it from, can we play it from ABC seven? I mean, are they going to flag me for, you know, you know, copyright infringement or, or whatever? I don't really know. I don't know how it works. We're going to go for it. If it ever wants to play, play, play. <laughs> oh, you do all the, all the prep work and you test it and then it just doesn't, it just doesn't fucking work. I guess the cool thing about this while we wait while we wait for technology to make me not want to die. This is like when you plan something so well and then technology just screws it over. Um, well, I guess as we're waiting for it to load, this is all caught on uh, a video on uh, surveillance ca- uh, security camera footage uh, of the substitute teacher that saved a child. And I should mention, I think this, 
sub had like some EMT uh, background or something like that. This silent surveillance video captures a normal lunchtime for students at Davies School in Anna. It's just a lunchroom, nothing's happening. Closer, one student appears to be in trouble. I pick up my corn dog to eat and like halfway through. Oh, he's so little. And the sub itself, you're not missing anything. He's describing how he choked. 10-year-old Ryan Buckner says it's a day he will never forget as he recalls that dramatic moment. I couldn't really, like, think straight. I was scared. Sadie Carwile was substitute teaching. Glad he survived. When she noticed something was wrong. So he looked at me. He had his hands like this. I automatically ran over here. I turned around and I tried <laughs> Why are they reenacting it? It took Sadie about eight times. We have the footage. We don't need to see you do it again. But with better hair. I came back into his face and he started talking and then I knew like everything was fine. Sadie was trained how to perform the abdominal thrust, also known as the Heimlich maneuver, from a CNA course. But in that moment, oh, she, she was she a CNA. Her parents. Having my mom as a nurse and having my stepdad as an EMT and a cop. Oh, I'm that's what it was. EMT, cop, and nurse. That's what the background was. Well, that's cool. Well, aside from Marty deciding that he's like, oh, this is the time I'm going to voice my opinion and interrupt everything. So, hey, I think, you know, a big round of applause for the, the, uh, um, that substitute teacher that was, you know, she literally, she saved a life. That's pretty cool. Um, so, you know, shout out to all the subs. Yeah, you did it, subs. You saved a life. You did something. I actually had a really good, my co-teacher this past week had uh, a sub. And that sub, she was on top of everything, actually engaging with the kids and helping them out. And picked up on it without me having to explain it. It was great. She didn't look through the walls. She actually was like present. Never, never had that before for like a, like a random sub teacher. I've had it where it's like a permanent sub, but for a random sub teacher, that was great. But anyways, our comment hero for this week is, uh, is, uh, Tossie U Zandar. And keep in mind, this is an article about a child almost dying, about someone saving a life, you know, all, all that, all that amazing uplifting stuff, but it's also scary and serious stuff. <laughs> And this particular person, well, not a person in this case, goes, this is, <laughs> again, remember the tone. And here's what the comment says. I'm proud to share this testimony because I've gained so much from trading the, from this trading platform. I really appreciate the effort of Michelle who made it happen. I also want to thank her for being truthful. Earning weekly is so amazing. She's truly a genius in cryptocurrency and Bitcoin mining. And <laughs> there's a link to like some Forex website on some Facebook page for Forex Bitcoin mining. <laughs> so there weren't that many people. Look, here's the nice thing. Here's the good thing about this comment hero. It's not a human. <laughs> just one of those bots that's just sending some shit. But I just thought, it would, well, first, I, I mostly wanted to shout out the sub for being a, a, a genuine hero, you know. Uh, but I, I love that, you know, no matter what it is, there's always some sort of bot that just has like some automated thing that just has nothing to do with anything. And it, it just, it was great. So that's our, that's our commentary of the week for being very tone deaf, of course, with the, the testimony of a Bitcoin trader. So on my field trip that I went on a couple weeks ago, we went to the Anti-Cruelty Society. And I swear to God, this bus driver had no clue what his job description was. He's like, he literally, at a certain point, he was like, so where are you headed? What do you mean where we have? I always have a problem with bus drivers. It's like when the bus driver, when the, the tire popped, didn't know what to do. <laughs> that was like three, four years ago. 
He's like, what do we do? It's like, shouldn't you know? You're the dude with the, you know, you have the bus company written on your shirt. There's a hole and a pit stain in it, but it's on your shirt. Um, anyway, so I, I, I thought it was, I thought I was being pranked on this particular field trip. The guy didn't know what was going on. Uh, he literally, at certain points, I didn't know if he was talking to me or if he was on the phone, but I also knew his phone died. So, or his radio rather. So I didn't know if he was talking to me or if he was on the radio because he would like ask a question. I'd be like, what? And he'd go, I was, I was on the radio. I was on the radio. Yeah, that's a 10-4. That's a 10-4. And I'm like, I didn't know you were, I thought you were talking to the, I'm, why are you saying 10-4 to me? I don't, what, 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 what you, are we being pranked? Is this a bit? It had to have been a bit. It was really weird. At a certain point too, it was something like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna turn left here on, uh, on Lakeshore, yeah. And I'm thinking this is the radio again. He looks at me and he goes, yeah, sir. Sir, what do you mean, sir? Sir to you. You're supposed to be, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the person that you're trying to get there. I can look it up. At a certain point, his phone dies. And he goes, oh, my phone died. That had the GPS on it. I'm going to go, oh my, do you have a charger? He goes, no, nah, you got this one? And I go, I guess I do now. So I don't lo- get lost, lose sight of this trip, and lose ourselves in the city of Chicago downtown with, 20-some kids under my responsibility. So yeah, I put it in my GPS. Of course I did. Um, I did feel really good, though, at a certain point. Uh, the field trip was amazing. Anti-cruelty society, the staff is amazing. But it makes me feel so good when, when there are adult staff or adults on a field trip in, in any, any sense, anywhere, uh, giving very simple, basic instructions to my students. And I feel both discouraged and encouraged when I do and don't get through to my kids because when it's a very simple instruction and just it just doesn't hit with my students it just all goes over their head and I'm like I guess it really takes a very very fine-tuned way of speaking (laughs) to get my students to actually understand what to do on a day-to-day basis it feels good it felt really good it was also a little bit scary very basic instructions but felt Felt very good where I'm like, it really, you know, I've done something here in the last five years. Possibly minimal, but it's been something. So that, that made me feel good. Uh, there is one thing I do want to share from this one, though. Um, so the, on the bus, it was the most rickety bus ever. That's partly why I thought it was a bit as well, because I was like, you got to be kidding me with this bus. Uh, it was so rickety, but also the, uh, the, the bus was so rickety and old that you know i thought we were going to fall apart on the road and i just it, this was on the the way to the trip on the way back it was even worse so i actually was taking a voice memo because the automatic like thing uh alarm kept going off and so i took a video or uh, not a video an, an audio recording of that to send to a, a co-worker just so i could prove that this was actually happening but what i actually captured were my students being very dramatic when it when the bus hit a bump a very loud bump but let's see if we can pull that up that audio (laughs) did you hear it it was quick let's see if we can play it again there's the noise there it is and they freak out and this isn't that's an uh audio recording of course it's an amazing moment that i can't believe i caught uh and i'll never be caught again but (laughs) yeah that was what it was so uh I don't know. I, I enjoyed that part. That was kind of a fun little thing right there. But the field trip went great. 
uh, it was a little bit, uh, the bus, the bus ride was a little bit, uh, contentious or <laughs> stressful when it didn't have to be, but, but it is what it is. Um, there was one, one of my students though, that went back to the anti-cruelty society to adopt. I think he got a cat and, uh, I should mention very nice kid from the start. I'm going to mention that. Uh, but the, this was like a couple of days after the trip and he goes, Mr. F, I, I went back and I adopted that, that cat that I really connected first thought. And he could take the joke luckily, but I was like, does the shelter know that he's crying? I'm laughing. We're all having a great time. I thought it was a great joke, but no, 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 he, he, he took it. He took it. Well, it was a fun time. The trip was cool. It was nice that a couple of kids wanted to adopt a, a, a cat or a dog or a bunny or a hamster or chinchilla. I don't know other animals. Uh, but I, I thought it was fun. It was cool to see the impact. There were some kids that were like, I guess this means I shouldn't give my hamster a bath underwater for more than a millisecond or 18 minutes. And I'm like, this is like a red flag right here, but you know, it is what it is. Some of these kids, by the way, they were doing like, they were making um, like dog beds and dog tug toys and uh, catnip toys and things like that. And I think some of the my students, they, they really the catnip got to them um, because I've never seen them work so hard on anything in my entire life as their teacher. <laughs> uh, but it was nice. I mean, I feel like anytime th there was a really sweet dog, a couple sweet dogs that they got to meet. And I think that was pretty cool. Uh, some of them were a little intimidated, but they were, they all powered through and they were all very, very brave. So uh, what I do want to do uh, next, weird transition, right? What I do want to do next is uh, put this on you guys. I'm going to post it on Instagram as well. But I talk all the time about cliches, but I want to do some more teacher cliches. So I'm going to, I'm going to post it on Instagram. Uh, well, maybe we'll do it for a couple of weeks. I don't know, randomly here and there to see what you guys come up with. And we'll, we'll share those on the podcast. So I got a couple for this week. Uh, two of them I have never used before. Well, I'm, I lied. I've used one of them ironically, but teacher cliche number one, anytime there's any sort of situation that's not that important, or maybe it is important, and a teacher stares at the student or stares at some other staff member, and they say, that's why they pay me the big bucks. Oh, no, you said it. Why'd you have to do that to us? You didn't need to. It wasn't necessary. But people do it all the time. They say it every time. I've heard it at least a dozen times since I was a teacher, meaning when I was a student, I probably heard it. 877 times, you know? One of the best lines ever, though, was my sociology teacher. And she had this Harvard bear on a shelf. And she opened, this is like the first day of class. She goes, people ask me all the time, did I go to Harvard? And I say, yes, to get the bear. <laughs> it's a good joke. It's a good joke. Um, all right, teacher cliche number two. Kid asks to go to the bathroom. We all know this one. They say, can I go to the bathroom? The teacher says, I don't know. Can you? And you go, oh, just say yes or no, you dick. Ugh. Yeah, I've never used Well, I've used, that's the one that I have used ironically once. So I could say, I'm sorry, I just needed to try it once. Um, yeah, teacher cliche. So uh, at Classroom Bruce, so you can actually send those in. I'll also post it as a story so you guys can reply to that. But for sure, check that one out. Uh, I think that'll be a fun one to, to get some more interaction from the audience. So at Classroom Brew, or you can email them if you really want to, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't like social media and you prefer email. I don't know why you would prefer email, but it's classroombrew at gmail.com. 
to actually send those in. The last little thing I wanted to go over, we've been talking a lot about the stress of teaching. That's why we have this podcast after all, to be able to laugh at it a little bit, poke fun at it a little bit. Uh, But more and more teachers now are leaving the profession. Well, I guess maybe not more now more than ever, but uh, there's for sure a large portion of teachers leaving now. I think there's been a lot of uh, light shed on it more than in the past, mostly because of the access of information. Uh, but people are, what I find interesting about it, and all I really want to say about it is that I feel like everyone that is commenting or being a commentator on news things about the teacher shortage, it's all people that have zero education background. So there's this article from Joe Hong, uh, and it's on the California teacher shortage. Uh, saying that it there there is no like there the solutions they're offering is not long term. So part of it is related to salaries, sure, but there's been a long withstanding history of mass exoduses, mass exodi. I don't know what it is, for, of teachers leaving the profession, and it's just because at this point it's become such an unhospitable. Is that the word? Uh, a really challenging environment to work in with very little appreciation and respect uh, from, from the students and from the public and from the people that they work for. Um, and, and there's plenty of uh, solutions that people try to offer and incentives and things like that, but there's always somebody that gets left out. Uh, I think that one of the biggest issues right now, for example, is that we just got our budgets for our, our school year for next year, and schools that had you know, whether it was an increase or a decrease in population, they lost a lot of funding and some gained a lot of funding. And if you're trying to figure this out in your head, can you guess if it was the North and mostly white schools that gained money? Or was it the mostly South Side and black schools that lost money, regardless of their enrollment stuff? There were some schools that lost more than our school, but they gained money and we lost money doesn't make sense to me. But um, I don't know. It's, it's a big problem. I'm sure there'll be some sort of appeals process because it's pretty, we're, already, we're already barely operating on a shoestring budget, as far as I know. At least that's what principals always say. You know, it is what it is. But um, yeah, lost, lost some enrollment, but not so much that we should lose over half a million dollars. Like there are some schools, like our, I think our school budget is maybe four or five million dollars. There are some schools that like probably gained four or five million dollars on top of their fifty million dollar budget, you know. And I understand that there's more staff probably and other things like that, but it's like, can you spare a little bit for us? Especially like those schools that have the higher budgets also get like the attention and recognition. So then, like, I don't know, the Chicago Cubs will pay for a brand new stadium, you know, instead of like the Southside school that's like, hey, we can't afford basketballs. Can we get a stadium? <laughs> You know, make it a little more equitable, but I don't know. It, it is what it is at this point. Um, there was this article, by the way, uh, this is not a comment here, but there was an article about a, it's from CBS, uh, CBS 17. And it was a first grade teacher that was charged. First grade teacher, it says first grade teacher and man okay. nabbed after four pounds of meth were found. Four pounds of meth. That's insane. So first grade teacher, hopefully they weren't on it. I mean, my kids were on, uh, Catnip, which is not a drug, just, you know, to make sure that anyone that takes this out of context, don't clip it. But if they do clip it, then I'm, I, you know, cover it. I'll say take it in context. 
don't know if that helps at all. Uh, but 34-year-old first grade teacher and some man or whatever. Oh, trafficking by transport, maintaining dwelling for purposes of narcotics. So I guess a trap house. <laughs> and conspiracy. Conspiracy. That, I mean, I don't know, you know how much is a lot of meth, but I feel like four pounds is a lot. But I also understand it probably takes a lot to get through a first grade <laughs> a first grade classroom every, every day in and day out. So, hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. You can reach out at Classroom Brew or email me classroombrew at gmail.com. Subscribe on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash classroombrew. Patreon's, Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Shout out to our actual patrons that we've got right now that are, are supporting the show. You get some bonus content and merch and things like that, but also you you help make producing this show uh, a lot easier and we can kind of cover some of those costs and shipping and things like that for the merch items. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening though. I will see you guys next week, which I think by the time that episode comes out, I will finally be on spring break, but who knows it is what it is. We'll see. But uh, until next week, guys, class dismissed. Classroom.